Let's take, let's explore that obedience. Obedience is honorable. It's a good thing. It's a good thing. But it's just not for the lover of your soul and it's not for a husband and wife. Maybe it's it's a stepping stone. It's a stepping stone. There was a time in my life when God disciplined me with obedience because I needed it. Here's your scripture for it. Okay. A son and a slave are treated the same even though one is master of all. Okay. So the son is already master of everything that his dad owns. But he's trained but the same way. He's trained. He's treated as a slave. What does that mean? Do this, don't do that. Touch this, don't touch that. Go here, don't go there. Why? Because he's not mature enough to handle freedom. Okay. I would not give my granddaughter my keys to my car. No. Is that because I don't love her or I don't trust her? No. It's because she's not skilled. She hasn't matured. So there's different levels of intimacy. When you're in the level of of daughter-father intimacy, when I have communication with my father, it really is different than when I communicate with Jesus. Jesus talks to me different than my father talks to me. Holy Spirit talks to me different. I know that sounds crazy, but it's true. They're all different. They're all different. And so, okay, talking and doing push-ups are going to be a little bit difficult. Especially when you have an exercise and as long as I have. It's such a good way to do this. Yeah. So, so what's the, what is, how did I transition from being an obedient daughter to, to being married and being the bride of Christ? I'm walking down my hall washing clothes. And the Lord speaks to me and says, look up in the word. The joy of the Lord is your strength. Now, being the obedient little girl that I grew up to be, overachiever, good grades. This is how you get love is by being obedient. Yeah. I did all those things to get love and they worked in the measure of the world's way and it kept me out of trouble and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. However, it did not foster relationship, trust. I did what I did so I'd get love. So there was a, a twistedness in that yeah. and it wasn't healthy for me. It kept me out of trouble, but it still wasn't healthy. Yeah. Now, what would have been healthy? If I would have did what I did out of trusting my parents. Yeah. Out of, well, I trust my mom and I trust my dad. I believe what they say because they love me. Therefore, I, I'm happy to follow in what they're um, telling me because they love me. That's not how I live my life. I, I live out my life if, out of fear. It wasn't love. Now my parents are great parents and they love me and they were awesome parents. But this message has not been delivered to the earth in this fashion in our day. Yeah. And it's for, it, it, maybe it was here in the times past and it's coming back around. But we've lost it somewhere. We've lost it and everything is obedience. Everything is submission and, and, you, and rules and function in structure there is no freedom none and I and I am passionate to restore freedom to the body now again let's go back to a child is the same as a slave so I'm walking down the hall God tells me this about the word I put my my chores down I'm gonna go pick up my Bible and I'm gonna obey God and the Lord speaks to me and says you can obey me or you can be pregnant and I'm like what those two things don't belong in the same sentence in my world. But God's not of this world. That literally means He's not of your language. Go look it up in the Hebrew. Okay, so He's going to say things that at first. Yeah, that, so and that's how you know it's Him. Yeah. It doesn't resonate with your brain. It's above the way you think. 
And I said, what do you mean be obedient or be pregnant? He said, Angela, you can go and obey me right now and look up that scripture and I will bless it. Mm -hmm. Or you could grow up and marry me. Which one do you want? And I said, well, I'd like to marry you and be and, and be pregnant like you said, but how do you get pregnant with the word? And he said, don't you know word and seed is the same? And I'm like, okay. And this, is, this still sounds a little creepy. Pregnant? Huh? It's weird. Mm-hmm. Like it, my mind goes reject. Mm-hmm. And he said, Angela, your heart is the womb. Let my word go into your heart. And when it's mature, it'll come out. And I said, what do you mean it'll come out? He said, you'll go look up the scripture when it's mature, after the seed is mature. I said, well, how do I do that? He said, whenever you got pregnant with Michael's seed and you gave birth, did anybody have to tell you when to push? <laughs> and I said, well, no. As a matter of fact, I'm telling them somebody better catch because I'm pushing. Uh-huh. And he said, it's exactly the same way. Not a team of wild horses could keep you out of my word. Wow. When the word gives birth, I said, wow. he said, now let it go into your heart. And just realize that you, if you don't do it, it'll just germinate and it'll grow. I want that so much. And so I immediately picked up my clothes, went back to my chores and said, I want to be pregnant. Wow. And I had never walked that, nor had I ever heard it. And so after I walked that out, about three months later, the scripture came back to me. Did it come to me two or three times before then? Yeah, but there was no team of wild horses. Yeah. There was no urgency. There was no, oh my God, I have to eat this word now or I'll die. Well, after about three months passed, I don't remember the event that provoked me to have to go get in the word, but it came. I was so, like, I can remember, like, being in a frantic. Really? Could not wait to get my thesaurus, my dictionary, my etymology dictionary my computer. I had like three or four Bibles. And up to that point for that three months, was it just once in a while? Yeah, just once in a while. I would think about it. It was no big deal. It was like, okay, I'm pregnant. I'm I got that word. I, I, I'm i waiting, Father. When is my baby going to be born? Well, it's sort of like the first trimester. You're not even really sure that you're pregnant. You don't really see a manifestation of it, but then it gets more obvious, right? Yeah, that's exactly. Well, whenever it hit me and it was time to look it up, I'm telling you, no, you couldn't have wild stopped me. Horses I, wild couldn't. horses couldn't have held me back. Wow. And so when I looked it up, it didn't just mean that the joy of the Lord is my strength. It literally meant all the emotions of God wow. is my strength. Really? Yeah. Not just joy. Not just joy. That's kind of good to know. Ah, it changed my whole life. Wow. It's it's like because then I was free, and I knew that what I was teaching about the emotion was even. I was even more persuaded. Wow, that is so good. Because anger is not bad. So what is the translation of joy in that scripture? I'd have to go look it up again. You have to the Hebrew word isn't just a single word. It's a scroll. So you have to study that one word. And when you study that word word joy in all the places that it takes you, it gives you a gestalt or a complete revelation of it. Rather than the surface revelation. Now both is true. The joy of the Lord is still my strength, it is, but, there's more, but there's more to it. Guess what? The, the sorrow of the Lord is my strength. Wow. When you suffer with me, you shall reign with me. Wow. See how so different good. that is? Yeah. 
So look at the fruit that came out of it. Before, I would have just went and read it, and probably would not, without the zeal, it would have just been, oh, thank you, Father, that the joy of the Lord is just my strength. Just a nice, fluffy little verse that we put on our refrigerator. Yeah. It's no different than you don't tell a child where babies come from yeah. till they're ready. It's not that you want to withhold information from them. It's they're not ready. You would molest their little mind if you told them more. Yeah. 